yeah especially with queer stories i mean that became and is becoming more popular and more just regulated into book publishing which is so needed thank god like give me that gay shit right (laughs) (laughs) my vein let's go hello everyone welcome back to the try reading podcast i hope you've been reading some amazing books or if you're in a slump that's okay too i'm sending all the good vibes that you get out of that slump asap i'm your book nerd host gabriel but blah, 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 blah. You're bored of me. Let's get on to today's guest. I am so excited to be joined by the one, the only, Francis Dominic. How are you doing, Francis? Hello, everyone. Oh, I am doing so magical. The way you talk, and I don't know if you can, you sound so amazing. Oh, thank you. You're so kind. Like, I feel like you're like a vampire from a different (laughs) time. You speak so eloquent. Your voice is like, I don't know. It's just so velvety and just delicious. It's so nice. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, um, that's good to know. Cause if I ever, you know, need to, you know, meet a vampire, I'll just fit right in. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I don't know if you can hear Francis, but the crowd is going wild. The fans are screaming. Everyone's like so excited. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey everyone. <laughs> Listeners. Do you know who I'm talking to? Because do you comprehend how major and fabulous this moment in time is? Because if not, let me tell you why. Francis Dominic, also known as FD Reads on Bookstagram and as Francis Dominic on Instagram, is a content creator who also has a Bookstagram account. I was following your main account for a while. And then when I saw that you loved reading, my jaw like hit the floor. And then I was just so beyond excited when you started your Bookstagram account. And it was just, you know, it's just so wonderful. You have just such a wonderful page and I love all of your book reviews. And listeners, Francis's main account is full of theme park, movie, entertainment magic, whether it's catching flights, not feelings, going to concerts or shows, or running around Disney, or going to a movie premiere like the icon he is. Francis takes you into his world through his incredibly magical and incredibly aesthetic page. But his bookstagram is equally as magical and aesthetic. With the most amazing book photos and reviews, you will get a book recommendation no matter what genre you love. YA, adult, fantasy, rom-coms, or thrillers, you name it, Francis has got you covered, babe. He is also Alice Oseman's and Heartstopper's number one fan. I mean, just down to the adorable tattoos and all of the photos that he posts. And um, when I saw that you loved Heartstopper, it was like right then and there, all-time favorite reader. Like, who doesn't love Heartstopper? Exactly. I had to get like some of the comic panels tattooed on me just because it was so impactful and so loving and the show just elevated it in a way that I never expected and so I wanted to be on my body forever absolutely you're right that's the only way (laughs) and listeners if you're not following Francis on either of his accounts then what are you waiting for go live in his magic and Go get some amazing book reviews. But Francis, I am so excited and so beyond flabbergasted. I've died and gone to heaven. So thank you so much for being here. Oh my gosh, you are the sweetest. That was one of the kindest things someone could ever <laughs> say about me. It was so lovely. Well, I'm so glad and I truly am so excited and I can't wait to just learn more about your love for books and reading. Yeah, let's jump into it. Let's amazing. turn Amazing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Chapter two. <laughs> So um, I do have to ask, what is your current read? 
my current read right now is my roommate is a vampire I'm, i was actually reading it as i was waiting for you to jump on this call it's by jenna levine levine um i was already captivated by the color scheme of the cover and so i picked it up immediately and so and when it comes to halloween i become such a mood reader so i want to submerge myself into as many spooky things as I can or as like lighthearted as they can or as dark as they can. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I am definitely a mood reader and um, yeah, just reading anything that feels right for the fall and spooky season is always so fun. But I've seen that book popping up around Bookstagram and BookTok as well. And I've heard um, good things about it so far. Yeah, I'm like, shit is going down right now. <laughs> and it makes me so nervous because I like I love okay, I wouldn't want it to happen to me in real life, but I love when guys are like jealously possessive. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, that's a big red flag in the real world, but in books, it just it feels so right. You right. Know? It hits different. Yeah. It does. It does. Yeah. Well, I am currently reading a book. It's called uh by any other name and it's by Aaron Cotter and it comes out on October 10th and I was really fortunate to get an arc from Simon and Schuster and it's it's there's a few different ways to describe it it's historical it's has like a thriller plot line there's romance and um basically it takes place in the 1500s it's very like shakespearean royalty vibes there's theater and um full on shakespeare but the main character's mentor gets murdered and he's attempting oh. to solve yes <laughs> and he's attempting to solve um the you know who killed him and but then he gets wound up with all this royalty stuff and then he gets paired up with someone to help protect the queen but he ends up falling in love with this guy as well and so it's just this oh. messy crazy um so much going on but it's so much fun and um and it just has like all of these perfect elements and yeah i'm just loving it so much so um listeners definitely stay tuned for its release on october 10th that just sounds so delicious like wow what yeah. a journey right exactly yeah and I just have one book shout out from a previous guest and it's releasing on October 31st. That's right. On literal Halloween, which is so perfect for this book. And it is Sinner's Isle by Angela Montoya. And it is a Latinx swashbuckling steamy pirate romanticy that will have you hooked from page one. And on Halloween, say no more. If you have not been aware of this listeners, uh, this book is should be on all of your TBRs, all of your radars, and now's your chance. So when it releases on October 31st, go get it because it is not to be missed. That was amazing. It is. Yes. um, Angela is so wonderful and her book is going to just be as equally as amazing. And um, who doesn't want like a witchy pirate romance for Halloween? Literally, exactly. It just has all the right potions. Exactly. For the right spell. Right. Well, my first official question for you is Have you always loved books and reading? Oh, absolutely. I remember I would scour my parents' couch or like my my couch in, in the house for like coins so that I could participate in scholastic book fairs. 
I just loved having books and I stopped reading for a while let's say from 2014 to 2017 I don't I don't think I picked a book up then because there wasn't that many at least in my radar gay books at the time and so come 2017 I discovered this book called Carry On by Rainbow Rowell and it simply changed my entire life and entire perspective that I could finally see people like me being in these high fantasy fun books and from that point on, it just became like, I, I just loved, like my love for reading just increased phenomenally. Yeah, I love that. And it's so true. Representation in all forms of media is so wonderful. And especially for readers who love books, seeing themselves represented is something that one hasn't always been around and is getting better, um, but is so desperately needed. And yeah, especially with queer stories. I mean, that became and is becoming more popular and more just regulated into book publishing, which is so needed. Yeah. Thank God. Like, give me that gay shit. Let's right. Exactly. <laughs> like, in my veins. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, it is so true. And it's completely understandable to have that pause for reading, because if you're not seeing what you're looking for, there's not this want to read what you're not getting. Exactly. Like I always used to imagine myself as like the MC when it comes to heterosexual relationships and books. And then I just got tired of imagining, you know, and I was like, oh, where is the real juicy stuff? Right. Like two men. Where is it? Give me the butt (laughs) stuff. Where's the butt (laughs) stuff? Exactly. Well, was there someone, you know, in your life or maybe an author that inspired your love for reading? And I know you mentioned Rainbow Rowell, but whether it was in the very beginning or once you fell back into your love for reading? Um, there wasn't a specific person or author that inspired me to get back into reading. It was just all of a sudden or slowly then there was finally all these books that were coming out with a lot of queer representation. And so it didn't matter who the author was. I just wanted to consume as much as I can of it because I, because like more than half of my life at the time, there wasn't that many books with gay people. And so I was ready to just read, 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 read. It didn't matter who it was from. Right. Yeah. Well, that's great. And I mean, now here you are with... Uh, books through him account and reading so much and you have shared all of these stories that you love and when did you discover bookstagram in that community um you know i wanted to just have a menagerie of a, a version of a goodreads i didn't want to make a goodreads account but i wanted to remember all of the books i read and i'm I think personally, I'm very good at taking pictures. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And so I wanted to cement it in a way where I can look back and I can easily send my recommendations or what I've thought of books to people, especially when people are always asking, oh, like, since you read a lot, what do you recommend? And I just slip them my Instagram page and I'm like, "Um, just look at all this. (laughs) Yeah, it is really the perfect place because while, you know, Goodreads, you can get recommendations and you can follow other people, Bookstagram is all about just sharing what 
others and Instagram in general is just posting and sharing. But with Bookstagram, people can get all these photos and reviews and see your thoughts and um, and then share it with others very easily. And yeah, and it's just a fun way. Also, it's a fun way to record what you read when you have just all these photos to look back on. Yeah, exactly. And I love it. I love scrolling through people's pages. And so I just try to make mine as fun as it can be. Absolutely. Well, what, I mean, I know you said, so this might be a similar answer, but I know you had talked about you wanted a place to record the books you read. And um, was there anything else that sort of inspired you or seeing other content creators that sort of inspired you to create an account or just sort of how you run your account? Or is that just very free and flowy? Um, I always took pictures of my books and posted them in my stories and people were always on my main account at least and people were always like oh do you have a Goodreads oh you should start a Goodreads but I didn't want to use another social media website that I wasn't on already to go ahead and start doing it um I didn't start getting inspired uh to make bookstagram stuff until I saw people on TikTok reviewing books. Um, there are some follow there are some people that I followed that I just loved and took their recommendations highly. And sometimes I would just look on the hashtag too and see what people are reading because I love being told what I should read. <laughs> because if someone's read it and they love it, I don't have to waste my time. So I can either confirm or deny it. You know? Right. Well, that's a great way. And I know, you know, with the growth of BookTok and Bookstagram, it's been really wonderful for readers to have a place to get recommendations and um, different types of recommendations with the different type of content creators and book talkers and bookstagrammers. Um, do you have, whether it's on BookTok or Bookstagram, do you have any favorite book content creators? I do. I just don't remember their handles right now. Like on top of on top of my brain, um, Zcat Jason became one of my besties, and then John. I forget if it's John Pixels. He always has like a ton of um, just gay stuff that he recommends. And then um, one of my friends, Jazz Jasmine, um. Oh my gosh, I'm so sad I'm blanking out on, on their ads, but they're literally my favorite people to see what they're reading because they help navigate me to where I can read to or like what books I should be reading. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, those are great. And, you know, listeners, you know, if you put in their names, I'm sure you'll find them. And well, I follow Easy Cat and um, Johnny Pixels and yeah, both they're reviews and all of their posts and videos and photos are also wonderful and um yeah I've gotten some great recommendations from both of them and um from you as well now it's been really exciting just oh to gosh, see what you read <laughs> I feel I, I feel like everyone has been doing this longer and I'm just the two cents that you find on the ground no oh my gosh books. <laughs> honestly not at all I think um it was way back when um, Robbie Weber had not even released yet his debut. Um, oh, gosh, this is really bad. Now I'm forgetting. The second one is I Like Me Better. The first one is yes. If You Change Your Mind. There we go. Yes. Um, 
and you had posted about reading it and I had never heard of it. Um, and then I ended up reading it and I really liked it. And then I had Robbie on the podcast. So that was very much thanks to you. Oh my gosh. And I love Robbie. He's the best. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's just a great way to give people recommendations and also build a community and um, have friends that also love books and you can share recommendations with. And so what has it been like being on Bookstagram? Oh, it's been crazy because I feel that with my main account, I've been able to leverage that to connect with all of the big publishing houses. And also I'm able to connect with authors so well just because of my main account. And so I use that to bridge my way in connections to getting ARCs or to even like meeting some of these authors in real life or becoming friends with them too mutually on the internet and so I was just talking about this with my friend yesterday how my pivot into becoming more of a serious um, book person when it comes to reading and reviewing books has led me to all these wonderful partnerships with different um, publishing houses too on just promoting books as well. So it's been amazing, honestly. Yeah. It's that's so wonderful. And it I've even been able to see that too. And like when um the Sun and the Star released by Rick Riordan and Marco Shiro, you did the sort of like the different outfits oh, that yes. you would wear and oh my gosh. What I would wear in the underworld. Oh, I served that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And it was just, yeah, it's really fun to see. And it, um, I'm sure it's opened this whole new world of books and um, this whole new side of the book world. With... No, it truly does. I, I, I still don't know what half of these authors look like. <laughs> I just know them for their words and how much they've altered my brain chemistry, you know? Yeah. Yeah, which is the best thing. And just knowing that, you know, like you were saying about Heartstopper in the beginning, just how certain books can have such a lasting impact and be so meaningful. No, it absolutely does. And I'm just always so grateful for it. I'm like, wow, what another reason to live. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, do you have a favorite thing or a few favorite parts about sharing your book photos and reviews? Uh, I think my favorite part about it is talking to everyone when it comes when it comes to sharing all the things. I think one of my favorite things too is connecting with people that like there are some people who follow me just specifically for my Disney stuff, but for the people who follow me for my book stuff too, oh my gosh, I feel like those are some of the best people I've ever talked to. Obviously, it led us to this podcast because <laughs> I saw you on my book account and so I was like oh my god absolutely and <laughs> connecting with people through books is so much I feel is so much more intimate because we both spent time reading these pages and getting to know these characters and like we have such genuine discourse and it brings people together too and it's just so much fun and I can't get enough of it yeah that is wonderful and wonderfully said and it's the 
best feeling sharing your thoughts with others on a shared love for a book or a series or multiple books and um yeah just ranting and gushing over Nick and Charlie or any other story is so fun and like I can even say you know with the podcast when I've talked with other readers or other content creators um getting to talk about a certain book or when even just hearing people mention a book and then they fall into this whole rant about why they love it and um it's just so fun to hear and it yeah so thank you for sharing that that's a really wonderful um way of sharing your part of the book world with bookstagram and the book community yeah of course what would be your advice for anyone who wants to start a bookstagram account or share their book reviews Oh, just take a picture or post it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like, that's that's the easiest way. It's just start it. That's all it is. Start it and start engaging with the community. And then everyone just gets to know each other and everything will fall into place as it needs to be. Period. Yeah. I mean, it's so true. And um, yeah, you just have to start doing it. I'm like, right. I feel like a lot of people hinder themselves on it needs to look perfect, it needs to look like this. I'm like, no, I'm like, sometimes some of those pictures, I just take it once. I was like, okay, that's good enough. (laughs) (laughs) Call it a day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's so true though. There's not, as long as you're sharing your thoughts and, you know, other people are, you want to share them with other people and other people are seeing it. That's their photos. It's not like, Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I'm not like a bookstagrammer like you in the way, like I post reviews and photos, but not as often as you do. And I, I'll look back and I'm like, that that was definitely not the greatest photo, but, <laughs> but I shared well, my people, thoughts. People need to stop being hard on themselves. I feel, like, yeah. I feel like, I feel like art or however you decide to present yourself is like subjective to different people or to the eyes of the holder. Like one thing can look terrible to you, but like to others, it can look great and then vice versa, you know? And so that's why I always tell people, like, stop being hard on yourself and just do it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, of course, because you are the Disney, Disneyland, Disney World queen, and um, I have some Disneyland questions. Yeah, Um, (laughs) This is pretty uh, simple, a simple way of asking, but do you have a preference, Disneyland or Disney World? Oh, Disneyland straight up. I'm that's 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 never gonna change. Disneyland is my home. It's what I grew up in. It is everything to me and more. I do believe it is much more magical than Walt Disney World. And you can definitely quote me on that. It's just to me, it is a place where so many things have happened in my life celebrated in there. And it helped also help jumpstart my career too. And so Disneyland forever and always. Absolutely. Well, I wholeheartedly agree. And um, do you have a favorite Disney? And since you said Disneyland is your favorite, you or you could pick one from Disney World as well. Do you have a favorite Disney ride or attraction? Of course. My favorite Disney attraction is Haunted Mansion. I have so many Haunted Mansion inspired tattoos on my body because I just love that ride so much but I always say though the facade in Disneyland is better but the inside of the ride 
is so much more fun in Walt Disney World because they get two extra rooms. And so it definitely feels like a mansion when you're in there. Yeah. I saw it was exciting to see that at Disneyland, they're sort of expanding that Haunted Mansion area in terms of just like the vibes of the surrounding stuff. Yes, New Orleans Square is getting upgraded. There's going to be a Madame Leota shop at the exit, and then they're changing the entire garden that's in between the mansion and Tiana's palace. So I think the flow is just going to be so much better and so much more immersive. So I'm rooting for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that is such a fun ride. And I remember when I went on it with my younger sister for the first time, when the elevator starts to go down, I wasn't expecting, neither of us were expecting that. So it's just the the coolest thing. (laughs) Yeah. And just to see, yeah, how it, like, just how detailed the ride is and as you go throughout and, but, um, well, do you have a Disneyland attraction that or ride that's upcoming or planned that you're excited for oh my gosh so the drama with disney right now is that nothing is promised right i feel i feel like they keep gaslighting us being <laughs> like oh this could be in the works but we don't know if it is right you like this idea if you do it might not happen <laughs> and i'm like oh my gosh i'm like i'm so over it i'm so over it i'm like universal orlando is literally building a whole theme park right from its theme park and disney is still being like okay maybe you'll get this maybe <laughs> you won't and so right now my pure excitement and joy is in universal orlando epic universe because they have a land themed to Universal Monsters. Oh, so I will be living there. I will be living there. I need to send you a video after this to show yeah. you how insane the progress is. It's supposed to open in 2025, but it looks like it can literally open next year. I did not even know. I knew there was going to be like the epic park, but I didn't know they were doing like a Universal Monsters area. Yes. No, there's Universal Monsters, How to Train Your Dragon, um, Super Nintendo World with Donkey Kong. And then um, there's two more lands that I forget on top. Oh, Wizarding World that takes place in Paris. And then another one that I'm forgetting about. But literally, it is phenomenal what they've done already. And I like, there's going to be a roller coaster based on the Universal Werewolf. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, it's so bananas. And I cannot wait. Like, that is what I am most excited about. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, Disneyland is doing the Gaslight Gatekeep and then Universal is doing the Girl Boss. Yeah. Yeah. No, literally. (laughs) It's like, it's like, I love it too because people are like, oh, you guys are building a theme park. Like, what lands are you guys going to have? And they're like, I don't know what theme park you're talking about. (laughs) Like, they love, they love, like, what I remember when Velocicoaster was being um, built, Universal kept denying what it was. They were like, oh, it's a churro stand. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, Universal is so funny. They're so unserious. <laughs> so, and so I love them more because they'd rather make the thing first and then announce it after versus yeah. announce it and then do nothing with it. Yeah, it's very true. When I saw that they were, when I found out they were at the Universal in, you know, Hollywood, California, um, and I saw that they were doing the Super Nintendo World. It was announced, and then it was like, yeah, it's like you know, three 
two thirds of the way done. And I'm like, oh, wow. And like, like literally, <laughs> you don't have to wait long. Like it's right here. Yeah. So it is very true. And I never really thought about that. But um, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'll just need to make plans for the next one because yeah, that's going to be five, baby. Yeah, I, I decided I was going to live there for a month and just go to Epic Universe like five days a week. Honestly, that's like the best decision. Yeah, I'm like, I have to. I have to, <laughs> right. to enjoy it. Now I have some because I have to some heartstopper questions because of yeah, course that's the, the most important thing. Nick and Charlie forever. Yes. <laughs> For anyone who's listening who's ever yes. doubted, no, Nick and Charlie forever. And it's so perfect. I just realized today as we're recording the cover reveal for volume five release today. Oh my gosh. I was so emotional. Okay. For everyone listening or who hasn't seen the cover, it's literally Nick and Charlie hugging and they are just, and then they also have like their legs like on top of each other so that their chest could be so close. It is so intimate and so painful just because you know what they go through together as a couple. And uh, I am just, so emotional by it like I was I was like okay so where do I where do I tattoo this on my body right (laughs) exactly no Alice knows what they're doing with that cover like they know everyone's gonna be like sobbing on the floor so yeah no I was so excited to see that but um did you discover the show or the books first I discovered the books first the books I read immediately just because I was also like it was during my reading era of I was like oh my god like look at this cute like graphic novel and then when they made it into a show when Netflix announced it I was like okay I'm like this could go one or two ways like one they absolutely fuck it up or two it could actually be really good and tell me why (laughs) tell me why when the show came out I watched that shit 29 times it's so easy to binge to because it's just four hours 39 episodes and so I was like, this is what this is. This thing has taken over my entire brain, like every nook and cranny when it came out. Yeah, it really did. And it was just, I was blown away at how well they did it. And just like accurately, like even just down to the casting to make it look like the graphic novel illustrations. I mean, it was like they took them out of the graphic novel and put them onto the screen. It was insane. Yeah, literally. I feel that they were born to play this role. Right. Joe. <laughs> Joe didn't even act. He was like, let me just go to this audition, <laughs> fuck around and find out. And next thing you know, he's doing screen tests with freaking Kit O'Connor. So it's yeah. incredible. It's incredible. His journey's incredible. The whole show's journey is incredible. And I'm just so sad that the strike is preventing them from talking about it, but also yeah. it's important to pay people livable wage and also just what they deserve so that yes. they can live and enjoy the fruit of their labor as well so i yeah. need the ATP to just get it over with right come on now yeah literally yeah. <laughs> and just like follow whatever sag says exactly well do you have a favorite book in this series right now as of you know one through four um so i actually love the novella the novella oh, yeah. from charlie uh, I I was so happy that Alice wrote novellas because I thought we were just going to get graphic novels forever. But her words are so, so well done too and adds more to the graphic novels. So out of the Heartstopper universe, Nick and Charlie will always be my number one choice. 
Yeah, I love that. Do you have a favorite um, character or favorite couple or one of each? Okay, so the show-wise, I love Isaac because yeah. I am truly Isaac. I just watch everyone fall in love and I'm busy reading. That's it. That's that's literally my life. Right. I just watch everyone around me fall in love. But let me just go run away to my books. Right. And so he's the one I relate to the most. Um, but character wise, I see everyone as more of my friend versus someone that is a part of me. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like I, I like I I am just I I am the homie that is in the friend group. <laughs> watching everyone do what they do best and yeah I just love what they stand for and also the impact they've had globally honestly right yeah no it's so true and yeah what they've like continued to do outside of the show and um even like when they I think it was it was this summer too but even like last summer when they went to like the pride parade and they were on the float um a yes. few of the cast members and um they were just flipping all those yeah off too. that was so cool yeah it's so amazing and um it's just really wonderful to see that they can take you know the importance of representation and being kind and you know being an ally and supporting others outside of the show and bring it into the real world and um yeah, so it's really, really wonderful. Do you have, you know, on the topic of the show, do you have a favorite episode in either of the seasons or do you have a favorite season? Oh my gosh, the two se- the two episodes that stand out to me is from the second season is when they were in Paris. My dream is to literally go to Paris, but I am reserving it for my lover. I don't know who he may be. <laughs> He may be one of your listeners after he discovers me <laughs> um, through your podcast. But there are certain things that certain life experience I'm saving for a partner. And I think that's one of them is Paris, too. But, you know, that could change because <laughs> all of a sudden I discovered that I'm hyper independent and that I don't need a man. I do want a man, but I don't need one. And it's just incredibly frustrating because I feel like like we see so much of relationships through social media and to the things that we consume it's like it shouldn't be this hard to be attained but that's right that's that's a different podcast that's a different episode (laughs) Um, and the second the second is the last the last like 20 minutes of the episode where they're just so intimate and so vulnerable with each other like I felt like I was interrupting watching them um, be so in love and just have Nick so insanely caring and so protective of Joe or or Charlie. It 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 just blows my mind how these two are so young and can captivate that much emotion on screen and in multiple takes. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That is. Those are both such wonderful moments. And yeah, when I I. Yeah, the Paris trip in the books was, you know, just amazing and also sad at all these at so many different moments and so beautiful. And then obviously once there was it was announced that there was going to be a season two and three, 
I was like, oh gosh, I'm going to get ready to sob my eyes crying. out. Right? Yeah, we were just going to be fucking crying. And they Hold were right. The, right, and yeah. yeah. I was crying. Season <laughs> two. I was like, great. Yeah, I'm oh like, yeah. And then they're like, oh, season two is going to be so happy. I'm like, no, bitch. <laughs> fucking buckle up. Right. Buckle up and get the tissues. Yeah, no, the happiness was not in the room at certain points. Um, yeah. <laughs> but Truly, it evaded away. Right. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was like, I was crying at the end of season one. Season two, I'm going to be like in a puddle of my destroyed. own tears. And then season three, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm just going to invoice Netflix for right. my therapy bill. I'm like, this, this is your doing. Right, absolutely. Well, do you have, um, now these are just more like fun, like reader questions. Um, do you have a favorite book to screen adaptation i know we just talked about heartstopper and that may be it but if you have another one um book to screen adaptation okay i just discovered this that it's better to watch the media first and then delve into the books later one you save yourself the disappointment and two you can treat it like behind the scenes features when you're reading this book yeah I never uh, thought of it that way. Because there are so many adaptations that have disappointed me that have left a sour taste in my mouth or just low ratings on my letterbox, which is an app where you discuss movies and rate them. And so when I haven't reread Red, White, and Royal Blue in probably like a year and a half since the movie came out. And so rereading it again after watching the movie 30 times in a month I was like oh my god like it's so much more fun knowing what goes on in their head so many things were missed but these feel like just behind the scenes stuff or or additional scenes in my head because I know who the characters are I know what they look like I don't need to imagine them because they're already cast in my brain I think I was always of the mentality of like okay read and then watch because you know, it's always going to be a bit different, um, but it makes sense um, in sort of like saving yourself from the disappointment because yes. there's more to like take in in the books. And yes, yeah, no, that is so true. And I love the whole behind the scenes element. Yeah. Yeah. And people are always so surprised. Oh, why did they ditch this? Why did they ditch this? And and people are so angry that sometimes that like book to film or show adaptations aren't loyal and that's because one, they don't have time. Right. Two, uh, I'm like, we're we're already barely fighting for crumbs for queer representation in movies and films or in movies and shows. And so I'm not I'm not gonna be angry. I'm like, if it's cute, it's cute. It's yeah, like it's fantastic. If it's bad, well, at least we still have it. And so I'm not picky. I'm here to just enjoy it for what it is. Exactly. And, you know, queer representation that isn't always tragic and heartbreaking and um, it can be happy and like it can be rom-commy and sweet and like it doesn't have to be all one-sided when you're writing about, you know, a queer love story. Exactly. You get it. (laughs) That's a totally a whole new look on it. And I will definitely from now on be reading after I watch the adaptation. Yeah. Or at least give yourself like 
a year to forget it. Right. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, if you know the movie is coming and you have time, I'm like, okay, like read it, finish it, and then bury it deep in your mind <laughs> so that when you do watch the movie, you're not completely disappointed or like you know where it's going, but like you don't know the super details about it. Yeah, exactly. Well, what is your favorite genre to read? Oh, I am a romanticy girly right now. Oh, uh, I am I am eating up the fantasy and the romance, whether it be gay, straight, sapphic, non-binary. If it is in fantasy realm, I will be eating that shit up. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It is and now with the with fourth wing, that was like <gasps> that got, I think that got like everybody like and their mother on a romanticy kick. Oh my gosh, yes. And I also, I know some people don't like it, but I do love modern language in fantasy. Yeah. Because I feel that it's easier to grasp what's happening. And I just enjoy it so much more because it's easier to read. It's easier to be there versus being like, I don't know. Like I was about to say some, like Alaric was... I don't know. I can't. I can't make that shit up in my head right now. <laughs> but you know, like, uh, like, like, I don't want to have to get to know another language. Like, let me just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. No. Totally. And, um, it gives that element of contemporary fantasy or magic in the real world, even if it's not, um, when it's you know easily readable, but readable in a way that you can enjoy it. And, um, and I think you know, like for Percy Jackson and stuff like that, that was magic in the real world. That was like contemporary and, but it had these very much fantasy elements and magic elements. So I, that's so true. And um, yeah, I, yeah, I know I have, I have not read fourth wing. I have to admit, but. <laughs> what? I... No. Are you joking? <laughs> wow. This almost feels like a crime because I, I'm like, I'm like, I feel like everyone and their mother has read this book. Yeah. And sorry. And the podcast. I just, yeah, I know. I know. It's, <laughs> I'm like, this book brought back midnight releases to bookstores. I know. I we, saw that. Yeah. I'm like, we have not seen this since like Harry Potter or like Hunger Games. I'm like, get on it. Yeah. You have uh, a month and a half, literally. I know. I know. Well, maybe, hmm, maybe I'll hmm. have to. <laughs> You're like, hmm. When I'm like no don't even think about it I'm like just fucking read the book and I love like anything dragon I'm related disappointed in you. <laughs> the reason hey the reason I have a very no, quickly what is it yeah <laughs> um the essay I'm about to explain no so it's I think it's because I have very much been focused on mainly reading, like, it, whether romance, whether it's fantasy, contemporary, any type of romance, um, mainly, like, queer romance, because that's what yeah. I can identify with. And yeah. so I think the part that, the slight part that discouraged me was, like, oh, it's a straight romance. And I know it's not, like, the main plot line. I know it's fantasy. Oh, this, is, this is a callback. This is so, a callback <laughs> to the beginning of our conversation. Right. And that was, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that was, like, when I discovered the first queer novel that I read it was like oh I've been missing out like and this is what I should be looking for instead and but I do I've heard nothing but good things honestly no, so, so right. I felt that for the longest time too where it was like oh another straight book 
I'm like, Ugh. but then I came across, it was, you know what, to be honest, I was in Disneyland and I was scrolling through TikTok and I saw this girl and she talked about the fourth wing and he was like, listen, this is going to be the it book. First editions are still out with the um, black embossed pages with the dragons on it. If you find this, you need to go get it now because it is going to fly off the shelf. And tell me why we left Disneyland. And I was like, bitch, take me to Target. Yeah, there it was. There it was. And it's black goodness. And so I read it and I was like, oh, my God, she was so right. I devoured that book so fucking fast. It was so good. It was so, so good. Yeah, no, I I understand where you're coming from, though, because I do be craving that gay shit. (laughs) I get it. Best believe. But this was such a nice break from it, too. And so I feel like this could segue you into reading it. Okay. well, I have been intrigued and persuaded. So, yeah, yeah. actually, you're kind of ordered. (laughs) I'm like. No. <laughs> I, yeah no I I will definitely and I I mean even like guests on the podcast have talked about it and have told me about it and I and you still uh, didn't <laughs> read it what is going on here <laughs> I was the title of your podcast called, called sure, I'm sure, I'm right what, yeah what, why are you not trying <laughs> I yeah I I will um yeah I'll just step down as the host because that would be yeah no I definitely just read the book and continue yeah <laughs> no I definitely yeah I definitely need to and um then yeah and then I'll be ready for the next book um because that is it's such romanticy is such a fun genre and yeah um oh, yeah quickly uh, yeah. have you read a marvelous light by any chance no i've heard of it yeah 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 i'm like it's it's in my tbr right now i think it's the next book i'm gonna read but it is queer yes romanticy yeah i'm like those are two books that could possibly be on your radar because the sequel also comes out in november yes that's right and so i'm like (laughs) yeah (laughs) i yeah i did just read the spells we cast by jason june oh Um, my gosh I it's literally it's I I for that book I cast Nick Nels I cast Charlie and Nick like it was it's literally them in an alternate universe in in an alternate universe yeah tell me otherwise right no it's true they were imagining like Nick and Charlie is like the Hulkling and that like alternate universe this is another alternate universe another one yeah the cast is exactly that I just finished that book too I had so much fun reading it yeah, I it, I was in such a slump, um, reading slump when going into it, but it like the excitement of it and like the fun of it and like the humor, yeah, just brought me right out of the slump. Yeah, so Jason did a fantastic job writing. Yeah, that book. I think it's my favorite book of theirs to date. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, I yeah, I I agree. Yeah, it's just so fun, but um. Anyways, so I've taken away from this that I need to read Fourth Wing, and um, <laughs> it's a crime that I haven't yet. So no, it definitely yeah. is. Yeah, but well, I'm glad you're self-aware. Yeah, <laughs> and they're doing a midnight release party in my area, so I was like, oh, okay. okay. I was oh. trying to get tickets to the one um, in LA, but it sold out immediately. 
So I'm just gonna try and like go to Barnes and Noble and be like, hey, right, <laughs> I'm you here. Extra one. Yeah, exactly. Well, do you have any favorite or auto buy authors? Um, you know, I am still sometimes dumbfounded today that some of my favorite books are authors I didn't realize wrote my other favorite books. <laughs> I'm like, oh, their writing styles are the same because it's the same fucking author. <laughs> I, I was like, oh my God. I was like, uh, I'm like, I'm like, you know, for someone who reads a lot, I don't read who it's by. I'm just like, <laughs> title, plot, let's go. But I, there, there is, there is, um, Steven, Steven Salvatore, one of my favorite authors. Um, he wrote my favorite book of the year called And They Lived. And because it was about a plus size art student who dates um captain of the football team in college. And I was like, oh my God, this is like what I've always dreamed of when I was in college. Never happened, but that's okay. And so that's why I lived through it in the book. And then now I am, I will always be like a girl's girl. So like all the girls that write the um male romance books are like my god I see this is why I need to read who the authors are because the names are blinking but also one of my favorite authors is Tal Bower he just writes amazing contemporary romance novels with like sports romance too I'll just be eating that shit up honestly it's just yeah delightful and so and then I think that's all I can name on top of my head so far yeah no, it's it is exciting though just to find an author's writing that you really love and that you could read over and over, um, and um, yeah, there's there's a lot of great books out there, and just also now with I think seeing more and more indie published authors sharing about their books and talking about them on um, Bookstagram and them being shared more widely um, has opened doors for many readers as well so um yeah those are both some wonderful authors and um do you have I mean I know you've read a bunch of books this year do you have a top book or a favorite or a top few oh my gosh yes so carry on Rainbow Rowell will always be my top because that's what got me back into reading um him and us those are two books the hockey romances it was it's a dual it's a it's a co-author book um and then one of the books that brought me back into reading again last year was it entered us with colleen hoover um i just love her we became friends so i will forever write and die for that girl and then um obviously jason june become one of the besties and yeah I think I think that is where we are at so far. Yeah, and Tal Bower, obviously, right? Just love the way he writes. Yeah, I love that. Are there any books upcoming or that are going to release this year, next year that you're very that are highly anticipated for you? Yeah, um, Iron Flame by Rebecca Yaros, which is a sequel to A Fourth Wing. Um, I also just watched like Johnny's Pixels on like what's coming up because I don't like I don't follow the reading schedule like or like when things are being released. And so 
that was the only one that I really follow up on. And obviously, Heartstopper Volume 5 is coming out in December. And right now, at least those are the two that I'm like very excited on. I'm sure I'm supposed to be excited for more, but I don't know what they are yet. I know there was a lot of people who were um, gearing up for the romanticy um, sequels that are coming out for the rest of the year. And so I screenshotted that to get ready. Yeah. I'm like, I know nothing about these books, but you know, <laughs> if the girls are saying to read it, then I'm going to read it. Exactly. Yeah. But no, Iron Flame and um, Heartstopper Volume 5, those are both two releases that um, I know so many people are excited for. And um, yeah, they're going to be pretty major when yeah, they come monumental. out. Yeah. Well, what would you say the best part or what is, or if there's a few things, the best part about being part of the book world? Um, connecting. I think being able to connect and talk with others about the books that you've read is so much fun. It's it's great just chatting about books like this and similar books, if you like that. And uh, social media makes the world feel so small that I can bond with someone that's like halfway across the world just because we read the same book. Yeah, I love that. That is so true. And um, it's, especially with book, the book side of social media, it's brought this sense of community that I don't think many people would have really expected. Yeah, correct. What would be your advice for anyone who wants to get into reading and loving books? Oh, my advice is ask your friends what they're reading. And if it's different genres, even better so that you can get to know what you actually like. And, and then if you have anything in real life that you want to relate to, just go ahead and start searching that and then just find what you like and then continue finding what you like. Sometimes you can step out too, because recently I've become a dark romance girly. And so my expectations are wild. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so that's what I recommend is just see what your friends are reading and then see what your friend's friends are reading and then go from there. I absolutely love, love, love that advice. I, yeah, it's so true and it's so wonderful. And I want to thank the fabulous, iconic, stunning Disney queen and just overall showstopper, Francis Dominic, for joining me today. Francis, you were an absolute joy to chat with. Oh my and gosh, so sweet. I just loved every minute of our conversation. So thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such an honor to talk about books. This is like my first book podcast. Oh my gosh, well, what so an exciting. Honor. No, literally, I'm so excited to jump on to this episode because no one asks what I love about books in this magnitude. And so I was ready to chat. Well, that makes me so happy and so honored. Where can the listeners find you? They can find me on Instagram and on TikTok. And obviously, um, all my book stuff is combined um, with different social medias. But if you find me on my main page, Francis Dominic, you'll see my book page immediately. Wonderful. And do you have anything upcoming or current that you want to shout out or promote? Yes. I... (laughs) I don't have anything current for myself, but I just want to tell people 
to enjoy whatever the hell you are reading and don't let anyone delegate you on what you should and what you shouldn't be reading. Life is fleeting and I believe that everyone should just enjoy everything they can that doesn't harm yourself or anyone. Mic drop. Honestly, oh my gosh. Well, so well said and so true. And um, thank you everyone for listening to today's episode of Try Reading. Don't forget to subscribe or follow the podcast. And if you like, write a review or rate the show. It helps other book lovers find these amazing guests. And maybe, just maybe, they'll find their next favorite read or content creator or author. You never know. Or lover. uh, Or lover. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You never know. The possibilities are endless, people. And as always, you can follow Try Reading on Instagram at Try Reading Podcast and on Threads at the same handle on Twitter or X, whatever's going on over there at Try Reading 2022 for however long it stays alive. And now on TikTok at Gabriel Reads. So um, yeah, go learn about the podcast, get like fun updates and stuff there and you can find this show as always wherever you get your podcasts and you can catch new episodes every other friday you can buy books by the chai reading authors through the bookshop.org link in the chai reading link tree below and i want to thank you again francis for being here today and bringing your light and your magic onto the show i am just thank you such a fan of course i'm such a fan i'm so obsessed and so thank you for sharing your part of the book world on the podcast today Perfect. See you all, everyone on the internet. <laughs>